0: And welcome to the passenger seat podcast a podcast designed to fill your passenger seat with chat about classic cars all recorded from my 1968 Morris Minor Peggy I'm Becca and today I'm just doing a couple of errands after work uh, following quite a busy weekend where I didn't have a chance to kind of pop to the post office and things like that um, and it's that busy weekend that I'm going to be doing some talking about this week and then some talking about uh, next week as well so spread it over the two weeks Uh, welcoming back the podcast. My quirk of classic car ownership for you today is that we can sometimes get a little bit of FOMO, fear of missing out about certain events. Uh, But we're getting into the start of the season where there is loads of things going on uh, every weekend. And sometimes you'll pick what you go to and then see everybody else's kind of pictures of things that they've gone and done as well. Uh, I wonder if you've gone or booked the right event and things like that and um, I had uh, a little bit of that uh, this weekend with there being so much on with Drive It Day um, and Vista Scramble and all these things on as well and Pride of Longbridge and loads of stuff on Um, but having kind of lived out the weekend, had a fantastic time, it's always reassuring to know that you've kind of done the right thing and had a great time regardless most of the time when you go to these events you're going to have a good time Um, so you shouldn't get too caught up in that so my weekend's just gone uh, featured Vista Scramble on the Saturday, for the first Saturday Scramble, followed by uh, Drive It Day on the Sunday. Uh, so, going with that order, we're going to start with talking about my experience of my very first Vista Scramble today, and uh, kind of how we got there, what kind of the process was for me getting the tickets and stuff like that, and i um, talking about some of my favorite parts of the show and also some of my friends favorite parts of the show so after seeing how amazing the January Vista Scramble looked I was really kind of excited to see uh, that uh, they'd opened up the dates for April however fortunately the April Sunday Scramble me fell on drive it day which I've always kind of seen as a day to do more local events and things like that. so I didn't really want to go to it and so I in my head I was like it's okay they're on four times a year I'll wait and I'll go to uh, a Sunday scramble later in the year. But because of the popularity of the Sunday Scramble, uh, they opened up for the first time ever the Saturday Scramble. And it was going to be on for longer so normally a vista scramble is on until from nine till two at vista heritage however the saturday scramble was on from nine until four so seemed like a really good uh, kind of deal for me in terms of it being the same cost and uh, same amount it was going to cost me in times in terms of fuel to get down there but i'd get more of a show whilst i was down there So initially I booked two tickets um, when they were announced um, and signed Peggy up Um, and then a little bit after that I was actually contacted um, by the HCVA who we've done some podcasts with in, in the past about the modifications and about how green your classic cars are. Um, and they wanted to say as a kind of a thank you, see if I'd be interested in displaying Peggy in front of their stand at Mr. Scramble, and that would include uh, two free tickets. So, really excited and it sounded like an excellent opportunity because I wasn't sure that uh, Peggy would appeal to being kind of picked from the draw to be parked in the kind of technical area. At Vista so it was really exciting to be able to have this opportunity to have her on display and also be invited to the event that way. Um, so we took them up on their offer and I decided that the best kind of thing that we could do with the two tickets that I'd already got, rather than ask for a refund or anything like that, was to offer them out to uh, friends and family and see if anyone was interested in coming along and experiencing it with us. Um, and we had two friends who had never been to a classic car event before and neither of them had really driven in a car, ridden in a car of Peggy's age either. So it seemed like a really great opportunity to kind of really foster that idea of getting new blood into the um, scene and getting people more kind of engaged and interested in these classic cars was to bring along two friends who had never been to a classic car event before um, and kind of take them along for the day with those two tickets that I already had. So, we agreed with them to come along. Um, We sold them on how exciting and interesting the event was, not on the fact that we were going to have to leave at 6.30 on the Saturday morning. So they came round on the Friday, stayed over, and then were up quite early on Saturday morning, even earlier than they perhaps needed to be, because I think they were a little bit nervous and a little bit anxious about the long drive in such an old car, and uh, also kind of about the day. Um, And as kind of Jamie helped them into the back while I was kind of checking oil and water before we set off, uh, they said that it was kind of like... Uh, going on a roller coaster and Jamie was the man sorting out uh, their safety harnesses. So That was kind of quite funny to hear that and, and understand their perspective for the first time sitting in the back of a car of Peggy's age. Um, left on time and uh, we'd kind of given ourselves a little bit of leeway that meant that if we were close to Vista on the way there um, and we'd done, made good time then we could kind of stop. For uh, some breakfast, um, but if we had any kind of mechanical issues or whatever, then it also gave us a little bit of leeway for not being late as well. Uh, Peggy uh, performed faultlessly, and uh, we had kind of travelled down the A45 and um, into Vista, making really quite good time, especially considering she was absolutely laden up with ourselves, some picnic snacks, um, and Uh, our friends. What was really great um, with an event like Vista and it's happened with a few other of these big kind of events that I've gone to uh, in the last year or so is that in that kind of last few miles as you're driving up to the location you start to kind of spot other cars that are heading the same way as you and uh, eventually start forming little accidental convoys as you head towards the venue. Um, And it really starts to amp up the excitement in those last few miles as you're on your way there. We started being followed by a couple of Datsun, I think 240 or 260 Zs, I wasn't really sure, um, as we were headed towards uh, Vista. Uh, So that was really exciting. And uh, the, the guys in the back enjoyed having a go at trying to film. Uh, that for us as we uh, arrived. Now, because we were in the kind of display area, we went to a different entrance to uh, people that were going in the parking, and uh, we pulled up with the kind of little sticker in the window and our tickets and were kind of waved through to head to where we were told to. Uh, Shan from the HCVA had been really good in kind of giving me lots of instructions on where to head to, what to expect uh, and so on. So we kind of drove around uh, and what was great is that as you were driving in to the location, you got to kind of see some of the events and get really excited about some of the stuff that you were gonna see during the day. So we made a really good kind of adventure through Bista. Uh, Uh, found the HCVA stall and got ourselves parked up. Um, It was really great to meet Gary for the first time and have a chat with him in person. We'd obviously done lots of Zoom calls and things like that um, for the creation of the podcasts, but to meet him in person was really great Um, and to have a little chat whilst we set Peggy up, um, tidied her up a little bit from our adventure there and um, put on her brand new show plates which uh, i got for my birthday and uh, then we were kind of free and ready to start going for a bit of a wander the first thing that really struck me about vista was that as a location it's really very interesting and lends itself to kind of you just wanting to keep wander around a few more times we found that we had kind of walked around the event at least once within an hour in terms of the stuff that was on the kind of main site um but then we'd kind of have a sit have a little bit of a kind of a, a drink and a talk and then kind of want to walk around again because between the buildings and the cars there's always so much more to spot people also kind of arriving and moving around and things like that throughout the day so it might be that whilst you walked around in the first hour of the event uh something else pops up and uh, you're able to kind of uh go around and spot that in a new location or spot something that's moved around and and looks kind of really good where it's sat now or or that was kind of towards the back of a field but has moved kind of more towards the front of a little presentation area It was also great to see that some of the businesses that are there all of the time uh, had really opened up a lot of their buildings so that you could go in and have a kind of wander around and look and investigate what they're kind of up to on a regular basis. And I really enjoyed seeing inside a lot of these workshops and things uh, and getting a kind of a good nosy into some of the really interesting and exciting things that happen at Vista on a daily basis. And some of those uh, businesses has also kind of spilled out into kind of displays and things within the main area. And we're kind of putting on really interesting and engaging displays and opportunities for you to kind of go and have a look around, have a chat to um, and see kind of what they were up to. Uh, For example, kind of the Association of Heritage Engineers, the Heritage Skills Academy all had little bits and pieces that they were kind of doing throughout the day for you to kind of go and engage with and get to know. There's also been a lot of talk about kind of moving away from this idea of all cars at events like that needing to be pristine, and Bista's really got a fantastic mix of really rare, interesting pieces that are in exceptional condition and can kind of really blow you away with that side of things. But also the inclusion of vehicles that perhaps aren't so kind of neat and tidy but are loved used and have kind of an interesting story behind them in that way and so it was really nice to kind of walk around and see big shiny supercars parked next to uh kind of Renault fives and things like that peggy herself isn't the most tidy of vehicles and so it meant that i didn't feel kind of worried about her not fitting in with kind of what was happening uh, and some of the the really beautiful vehicles that were there. It felt like uh, a really nice and welcoming mix that offered kind of a diversity of cars for a diversity of interest. Like I said, we brought along two friends who it was their first experience of a classic car event. And I think Vista Scramble works really well that, I think yes, your little local events can be quite good and quite interesting, um, but I think the the location and uh, the variety that you'll find at something like Vista Scramble and perhaps the fact that alongside lots of kind of really well known in terms of how brilliant they are cars, there is also well known cars that people might recognize. Um, in terms of from their own lives. And so it worked really well as a kind of a first event for those guys to kind of get their interest in a variety of ways in what was going on uh, and kind of what they were experiencing. I think they both really quite surprisingly enjoyed themselves um, and had uh, a lot of fun walking around uh, and were actually able to come away with kind of their favorite cars of the event. Uh, which I'll go into kind of in a little bit, but it was really nice that Vista has got that ability to draw in lots of people from lots of different backgrounds and uh, get their interest in cars from kind of vaguely having uh, a background with cars and perhaps being a driver to actually, I quite like the look of this car and I think it would be really interesting to own or I wonder what this car is like to drive or Even as simple as that's a really unusual looking car, um, I think that's the best looking car that I've seen here today. So I think we spent maybe like two or three hours walking around, popping into each of the buildings, checking out the huge variety of cars, spotting a few cars that we thought were familiar Um, And then we kind of decided to wander up towards where uh, the parking was on the airfields and it was incredibly windy. Um, I know that airfields are open spaces that are particularly windy, um, but it was really windy um, on the day of uh, the Saturday scramble uh, and there wasn't a lot of kind of warm sun to take the chill out of the wind. Um, So we did a little bit of a wander around some of the cars that had been parked in the public car park And it was really quite a nice variety I really like that there is this huge kind of incentive to arrive Even if you're not displaying in the main area in your classic car because it's encouraging people to use them or Even if it's just for a nice drive to an event and so on So they were really nice to kind of have a little bit of a look at we spotted some quite nice stuck in the car park uh, but eventually the bitterly cold wind did drive us back into the shelter of the buildings quite quickly um, and as we did I came past the area that was kind of all all the food and also where Pop Van Colour was uh, set up with his mobile studio and all his merchandise I knew that I wanted to pick up a couple of pins from him and alongside that uh, picked up Uh, had a chat with him and uh, I was able to offer a passenger seat podcast sticker for his car uh, Which is obviously all decorated up in stickers Uh, and he let me sign the inside of the car So that was really exciting um, and felt uh, quite nice to finally meet in person and have a chat and Hopefully we'll be able to get him on the podcast uh, sometime in this series. So that's great. Um, we then kind of wandered back ended up doing I think another loop round of some of it um, and we'd started to spot that starter motor were uh, doing little trips round the grounds with uh, kids in the seat uh, in the passenger seats of their cars to give people uh, to give these young people an interest an experience that will hopefully stay with them. Um, and find them perhaps interested in attending Vista themselves with their own car in, in a few years or maybe even more than a few years time uh, for some of them because they were, some of them were really quite young sat on the, the laps of parents and things like that. Boom. I made the decision at this point to just very quickly make a check of the social media for Mr. Scramble to see if we'd missed anything um, and good decision because we realized that we hadn't wandered over towards the auto jumble at all so we wandered over towards the auto jumble um, and it was nice and in cover so again out of the wind which was quite nice uh, and helped us warm up a little bit it was really nice to uh, have a little rummage around and things and I actually managed to spot two Hot Wheels cars that I'd been trying to find for a little while for sale on uh, one of the stalls. So that was really nice to kind of come across those. They're so hard to find online so to find both of them on one stall was really quite a surprise. So there wasn't really any way that I was not leaving with those. Um, And my friend who uh, Hans a Renault Zoe as a daily, actually found some really nice Renault keyrings and Renault pin badges uh, that he wanted to potentially go alongside uh, a Renault 5 in future that he was eyeing up. and had uh, a sit and a hot drink in the main area that was kind of the main strip down Uh, and it was really nice to just kind of people watch a little bit as well and see kind of people really enjoying their day out at Vista and kind of having a really nice walk around what things they were kind of taking photos of Um, and we were able to hear the drag car again I think parked near the Um, Association of Heritage Engineers stand uh, running uh, and popping and banging as as it does. So that was really interesting. We really enjoyed kind of listening uh, and and seeing that. Um, And by this time it was getting well on for kind of three, half three. So we decided that we'd head back to the car um, and uh, start packing ourselves up ready to go because we were really tired it was surprising kind of how much just wandering around having a nosey at a few things and being out in the fresh air and talking to so many people that you uh, you get quite tired and worn out so we went back there and as kind of it started to thin out a little bit on the ground uh, I decided that once we were packed up and everything we'd kind of slowly meander out of Vista and I'd try and get a photo of Peggy in a few different places as well, which was really nice. And again, that sort of location really lends itself to you being able to do that. We stopped off at a pub for lunch and then we were headed back home uh, for about an hour and a half. And uh, then we were back talking Peggy away for the day. Um, It was a really nice drive over there and drive back, really quite pleasant and um, not too busy on the roads and everything, despite kind of stuff happening at Silverstone and things all weekend. So that was quite nice uh, that we were able to kind of have a reasonably pleasant journey there forward and back, uh, especially given that it was uh, our two friends' first experience of the event and of driving in Peggy. So in terms of everybody's kind of cars of the event, um, I'm going to go first. And for me, there was kind of two cars that really piqued my interest. Um, and so I'm going to cheat and have two. Uh, the first one was uh, a Fiat 500 Low that when you kind of got up close to it, it was amazing to see kind of how small it was and how compact it was. Um, and, And uh, it was, yeah, really surprising to see uh, it in comparison to kind of the 500s that came later. It was really beautifully restored. Um, And I believe that uh, I saw somewhere on Twitter that uh, somebody had managed to speak to the owner and she had got it in absolutely terrible condition and had managed to do kind of all of it herself uh, and spend loads of time on it. And it was an absolute credit to her, an absolutely beautiful car. Um, and in the most gorgeous kind of burgundy color as well. Uh, And just so unusual to see one of those. Uh, I've I've seen lots of pictures of them um, and seen them in videos and things before, but never seen one in person. So that was kind of a really nice thing to see. My second one was a Porsche and I don't know, I'm really bad at the Porsche numbers, um, but I really love the style of Porsche. Um, and it was a lovely blue colour and it had uh, kind of, as my friend said, the thing that will always get you, Becca, is the kind of extras that are on top of it. And um, this one had a little kind of suitcase with all the kind of travel stickers and stuff on it, little vintage suitcase, on a suitcase rack on the back and a set of skis as well attached to it Um, and it hadn't been there on kind of our first couple of walks round. but as we were doing kind of one of the last walk rounds towards the end of the day we noticed uh, it and it really just caught my eye that they'd done that and then as you got up close you realised that there was lots of little bits and pieces in it that were just indicative of it being uh, a used and loved car. Uh, which was really nice. So they were my kind of favourite cars of the event. Jamie really enjoyed uh, a Datsun 260. He's always loved those. Uh, so I think it was a Datsun 260Z that was uh, parked opposite us um, where in Vista. It was in an orange colour and they're always going to be his favourites if they're at an event. Um, and he'd also like to mention that there was a motorbike on that stand as well that would be his favourite bike at the show. Um, Our friend Dom picked out a uh, Lancia Delta that was all kind of up in its rally kits. He'd been eyeing up lots of Renault 5s and things like that as well uh, but that uh, Lancia Delta really was a very excellent example of what it was. Um, and looked really great and was catching a lot of people's eyes where it was parked. Finally, our friend Reese picked out a Chevrolet uh, that was, uh, again, I'm not very good at Chevrolets uh, and American cars, but it was uh, a big fifties Chevrolet in the most beautiful kind of pastel green color. And um, absolutely uh, a stunning example, but was also done up in uh, as a rally car on the inside um, and parked up on such a lovely little mound that really kind of drew your eyes to it. You can definitely see why it piqued his interest as car of the show. So there you go, that's kind of my talk through of everything that we did at Vista. It was a really wonderful experience. I know that tickets for the June one have gone on sale. I think I'm going to unfortunately have to give that one a miss because of other stuff that I've got on. But I would really like to attend sometime in the autumn one because uh, I can imagine that Vistas looks absolutely stunning as a location with a lot of autumnal colours um, on the trees and things that are around the base. And uh, I think it will just be, make such a nice contrast to uh, what we experienced. With the sun and everything um, this weekend. If you've not had the chance to get along to Vista before, I'd highly recommend uh, trying to get it into your diary and having a go at heading over there. I can imagine that the 9 till 2, you'd feel kind of like the day was really well spent and you'd have lots to look round and see, Um, whereas we had kind of the 9 till 4 to be a little bit more leisurely about walking round. Um, And especially if you want to kind of go out and explore the public car parking in lots of detail as well. It's really going to be a wonderful, well-filled day out for you and worth making the trip. And I'd also highly recommend taking along some friends with you that have never been to an event before um, because I think there'll be lots of things there that might interest them and you might be able to do your part and get a few more people interested in the classic car scene. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, thanks ever so much for listening. Drive safely and happy motoring.